the IBM Cloudcast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloudcast. We are hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. I'm Ian Lynch. And I'm Steve Shokat. And today we have our, as our guest, Raj Balasubramanian. Raj is an offering manager with the IBM Cloud. Hey Raj, welcome hey to guys. Hey guys, good to be here. So Raj, I'm not going to try what Steve just done there. I'm going to go with Raj B for now, um, yeah, or just Raj. <laughs> so Raj, um, of course, I'm a little bit biased on work for you. So I'm going to say you have one of the best teams in IBM Cloud and across IBM in general at the moment. But for the listeners Woo-hoo. who don't actually know you, Raj, um, can you give yourself a bit of a little introduction? Yeah, absolutely. So, so right now, um, I run the class portfolio and uh, offering and strategy team. What that basically means is, in the public cloud uh, unit, we look across the uh, various offerings coming out of the different tribes uh, in our teams, and then ensure that they're consistent, and that we tell one story as we start to deliver key functionalities across. And uh, we make sure that we're delivering a platform that's integrated and, and not an aggregation of uh, individual little piece parts. Uh, so that's one. And then the second piece to that is uh, the overall strategy and setting direction on how we want to evolve our cloud. Uh, in the past, uh, so, so that's all in the, in the recent years uh, around offering and product management. Uh, in the past, uh, I used to lead the mobile architecture and I was a technologist and still am, right? Because once you start, once you become a developer, they can never take that away from you. Uh, and in the past, I've done you know, different kinds of work like sysadmin, uh, managed data centers, um, and of course, you know, customer facing type of deals where I was a consultant and, uh, and work on site and contract and whatnot. So, uh, all over the place, so to speak, from an experience. Uh, but for the last few years or so, it's primarily been in the cloud, doing offering and product management uh, in, in, the, in this cross-offering uh, capabilities. Nice. So Raj, I really thought you were actually gonna turn around and say that we have like the most and the best and the greatest team ever, which of course we do. <laughs> what we're doing is what we see everything that rolls up, all the amazing and great, exciting things that we're doing inside of IBM Cloud. So before we kind of get in and take a look at what we really done across 2017, um, I wanna kind of go back to this whole, you said that you're a technologist, which is kind of a cool title, I guess, to have, and it's a very big, bold statement to make. So tell me a little bit, Raj, a little bit about in the development world, what was really exciting for you then, I guess, in 2017, even outside of IBM Cloud, just kind of in general yeah. from a technologist perspective? Yeah, so so I don't, I'm not gonna go through and just, uh, you know, uh, uh, say the top 10 things from like, say, Hacker News or, or whatnot, but uh, so the, my observations primarily um, fall in like you know many areas, but the three things that I want to call out that I saw uh, that starts to come in, most of them are kind of converging in space. So we'll kind of hit that quickly, right? So the first one is around basically what used to be classic web development, uh, you know, mobile development and whatnot. Uh, and I think you know as we've seen in the last few years, React has kind of picked up. Uh, what what was interesting for me was you know when it first came into the scene many years ago. Uh, Dom Duffing in terms of how the, te- the the technique that they were using to render things fast uh, was in question, right? And the interesting thing around that is that, you know, Vue.js, which is another kind of copycat, so to speak, of course, they, they don't like being ca- called copycat, but 
that technology is also uh, you know getting famous and so react basically has established itself and the way not just the the framework but the way they go about doing it uh, in in terms of the done the thing and then you know the the, the the style of declaration and and the entire programming model around it uh, is starting to be you know is beginning to start uh, traction the, the the thing that for uh, the, the related thing to that is once you start looking at templates um, as you start to define things and you, and you and you declare things in your JavaScript code right the same thing now can be done even for any website generation so I've seen kind of the same concept in it. again nothing new right the static site, static site generators have been around for a while but uh, I saw some uh, some uptick in that and I am a personal user of these right so so I basically use uh, for all my projects either Python or go uh, personal projects so most of them, uh, any web stuff that I want to do. So, for example, I had to publish some reports. I, I instead of just doing kind of a live stuff, I did a static site generator. Most of that got pre pre generated using UJS, and so it was it was pretty kind of neat to see how quickly you can build one of these things uh, together using you know the, these newer technologies. And the performance is pretty amazing as well for the the, the many use cases that I had to do. So. Uh, Tracking that and seeing how people are using it is uh, was was very nice to see. Uh, of course, containers, uh, you know, uh, around around Kube and Kubernetes is has, has been uh, has been ga gaining uh, momentum, and you saw that from all uh, some of our competitions uh, announces as well. Uh, and then a related topic around all of this, you know, we can't talk, uh, you know, technology without talking, you know, machine learning, deep learning. And so the thing there, um, the big announce there was the, the AlphaGo Zero. And I'm sure you guys have heard of the AlphaGo challenge that happened a few years back where Google beat uh, the best known Go player. Uh, last year they had uh, the, its little brother or cousin or whatever you want to call it. It was an algorithm that trained itself from scratch. So learned Go and then beat the best Go knowledge that human had ever accumulated, so to speak, right? So at least that's the that's that's kind of how they advertised it. But it was very exciting to see in in that sense. But it was just one tip of the iceberg, right? So there are a lot of advances that happen in the machine learning deep learning space that make made made it easy for developers, you know, such as myself, to start playing with some of these algorithms that you typically read in academic papers in the past. And I know that's been a trend uh, uh, growing. Uh, but it actually kind of hit kind of uh, this night nice sweet spot last year where Python became kind of this uh, de facto language on, on doing some of these things with PyTorch. Uh, you know, Torch is a, is a classic implementation. And, and so PyTorch was, was released and even Google started going more towards adopting Keras, which is another Python open source framework, right? So you, you're, you're starting to make all of these technologies you know, more accessible to developers so you don't have to be you know, a rock star or a data science guru to do some of these things. And, and the the reason why all of this is interesting is you can now build, uh, you know, uh, what used to be a complicated distributed systems uh, to support kind of, a, you know, a key business critical applications, right, from scratch using these technologies, right, in cloud. And, and that is super exciting. Let's bring it back a little bit to IBM Cloud and talk about what we got up to during 2017. We've seen a massive amount of things happening. We've seen infrastructure merge with platform, we see name changes, Kubernetes, massive changes in infrastructure. So can we talk a little bit about some of the exciting things that we've seen throughout 2017 for IBM Cloud? Yeah, I know, you know, we can go off and spend 30 to an hour on sure. 30 minutes to an hour on that. So um, the, the key things that I want to call out, which, you know, in some cases are underneath the covers, right? So just to point out, 
you know, even though we, I think there are some blog posts and, and, and writings about it, but the, the, the one of the things that I'm uh, super excited about are, uh, and, and starting to continue on and when we talk about our 2018 is our geo expansion, right? So as we started uh, to, to look at our existing sites that we had where we had data centers, uh, we did two key things uh, that we started actually, a, you know, almost a year and a half ago. Uh, one was around the, one was basically around an upgrading all the networks um, across these regions. And, and so that was the first thing we started doing and it's been going slow and steady you know, because it takes time, it's physics, right? So you have to move equipment, upgrade networks, physical things that need to happen. And then the second thing uh, related to that uh, from a geo expansion standpoint was we started building out additional data centers and, and in using kind of the zone design. Uh, for availability, uh, ensuring that they they come in you know three three triples um, as opposed to just dual pair, and so you had three zones in in a given region. So we started to do that, and we started rolling those out in the U.S. Um, in in 2017. So so those two things uh, are going to be foundational uh, as enterprises started to, to to run workloads um, on our cloud and and start to kind of leverage uh, the the benefits of the cloud. Um, kind of related to that, uh, on the on the platform side is going to be, uh, you know, first release. We've been talking about Kube for you know beginning of the year um, around containers and making sure that the the containers can support the Kubernetes API. And so that was a uh, that was one of the major releases we did earlier in the year. And then we have kind of followed that up uh, in a quick pace to start expanding that across the various regions. Um, again, in in the the different data centers that we have. Um, and and uh, kind of a related note to that would be if I'm building one of these applications and I want to store data and I want to encrypt data, uh, one of the key things we keep getting from customers is I want to be able to bring my own key and support encryption of data address. So our our, our object storage uh, offering uh, started to support uh, the bring your own key functionality towards end of the year. So that was exciting to see. Um, and then we, we, we've been, you know, uh, great around having, you know, hardware-based appliances um, on, uh, to, to secure network, uh, to protect from a firewall standpoint for gateway functionality and whatnot. Uh, last year, we started to see how uh, how we can deliver even the, uh, even them as a service. So there were several networks as a service that was rolled out um, again towards the second half of the year. Uh, and then the one, one last thing I want to call out which is again a, a kind of a joint team effort because it happened across several uh, uh, offering teams coming together was around EU managed. Um, so in prep for GDPR and basically data locality, data privacy requirements coming in. And Ian, you probably can appreciate this, right? Being in, in Ireland, uh, you know, and we're still just in the US and, and you, you probably see that more there. And so that, that was one of the things that we were excited about uh, in kind of working with the teams to provide a support structure. Um, so the, the, the support of some of the key services that we have are happening in, you know, within EU as part of the EU managed cloud. And so those are what I would call as kind of the key highlights. And like I said, I can go on across our portfolio, but, uh, but that would be what I would start with. So it's kind of funny. One of the first questions that Ian asked is what you're excited about. And I think the answer is you're excited about everything there, Raj. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so if I'm a, a, a Bluemix user, then one of the first things I notice is that I, I can't call it Bluemix anymore. I've got to call it IBM Cloud. But from a visual perspective, what would I have noticed uh, when I go out there and log in, I go out to the catalog, I wander through the docs, what kind of visual changes what I've noticed with uh, the offering. Yeah, so one of the, so I'm, Steve, I'm glad you pointed that out, uh, you know, as part of our 
you know, I'm going to say brand simplification, if you will, because we had Bluemix, Bluemix.net, we had SoftLayer. Um, so as we started to collapse that in the last couple of years, you know, you started to see some of the infrastructure functionality be available in Bluemix. Uh, you know, this happened in you know early 2016 or mid 2016, and then last year, you know, we rebranded around using the word IBM Cloud, and you will see more of that this year as we will talk talk about. But one of the key things that we that we started to do was not just talk about a, a new brand and a new kind of a, a logo or uh, new words, if you will. Um, the, the the main thing that we did was we wanted to put developer in the center and, and we started creating these developer journeys, if you will. And we released a service called IBM Cloud App Service. Uh, basically, it provides starter kits and kind of easy on-ramp for key use cases, right? And, and the interesting thing with this is that, you know, as, as a developer coming in, let's say you had a simple web app or you had a, a simple NF web app, but it also had other support systems that, that, that it was, you know, it was requiring, like a messaging system and whatnot. Uh, the way to kind of create and build based on your choice, right, because you have a programming uh, language choice, you might have tooling choices, all of that, you know, we were able to kind of streamline that and 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 kind of build on it, right? So one one of the first visual things that you will see is there are key developer journeys that you can go execute on end to end. You know, basically click on, uh, you, you know, if you like this the the sample app we have, you can run it end to end on our cloud, right? And this is not just a hello world being deployed there, but it also has the right databases, right? You know, uh, support for your programming language, so you can of course get a choice, and you can get started in a, you know one of many ways, uh, purely on the on, on the web or using our UI, uh, uh, the, the cloud console that you talked about. Um, or using the CLI, right? Um, or if you are so, you know, want to be custom, uh, then you can actually uh, uh, custom fit your IDE, right? Whether it's Xcode or whether it's uh, Visual Studio Code or whatever that you're using to kind of tailor that experience. So so that, that that was one big thing. And as part of that, what we were able to do is we internally, we call these things Happy Meals, right? But basically what these guys provide is it provides kind of a package combo, if you will, of key things that you can go run a classic use case uh, that everybody wants to do uh, with a little bit of variation. So it needs to account for the variability. And I think that, that that's one of the big pieces that you will see along with kind of the, the, the common UI changes that you expect from, from the, the, the brand changes. And so I'll pause there and see if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. In fact, it sounds like, um, you know, you're, you're making it easier, quicker, uh, for someone to not only get started, but to progress along the way. And I mean, the goal is not to to play with all the services. The goal is to produce some sort of application in the end that solves a problem. And so you're, you've looked at the entire process, I guess, there. And uh, with these Happy Meals, uh, you've made it easy to just walk your way through that journey, right? That's right. That's exactly right. And I think you bring up another important point, right? So we just talked about, so it's not, so one thing is to, is to say, I want to play with these four services and create something cool, right? So that's always there. We all do that on weekends, right? Uh, but there are cases where where I not only need to do that, but I also need to establish processes around it, right? Because, you know, even if it's a simple enterprise, 
um, with few devs, right? They they have DevOps processes, they have you know separation of duty and whatnot, and that's basically the full end-to-end plumbing we also provide. So integration with DevOps toolchain. How do you make sure the code delivery happens? How can you establish different stages? So so maybe in development you have certain things, and in production you have different things, right? So that that entire life cycle kind of is is what what's baked in. So even though it's easy to get started, but we also have thought through how the rest of the pieces come together and fit together. End-to-end lifecycle management, I like that. So I'm going to ask this question for Ian. So do the Happy Meals come with toys? Like I'll answer. I'll answer for Ian. I think you have to pay me special money, and I'll get. I'll get you toys. There you go, Ian. You can get yourself some some uh, little cars or something. That to sounds run good. <laughs> well, so, I think so the toys I, I, probably I, will make up my weekend a lot better than I don't usually play around with services at weekends, Raj. But I guess as a technologist, that's probably something that you guys get up to more so than me. So, Raj, I do have a question actually that I want to kind of ask you about. Probably going back to the whole technologist thing, right? But we've got huge clients on board with IBM Cloud now, like Citibank, American Airlines, the Wimbledon Tennis Championship. And these are big enterprise clients, right? So if you're if you're a technologist during 2017, what was the kind of one thing that made you kind of, if you were, let's say, maybe look at it biasly and look at it from the outside. As a technologist, what was the one big thing that kind of made you thought, oh, that's pretty cool. IBM are doing that? Wow. Or I can do that within IBM Cloud. Yeah. So uh, the first thing that I noticed, of course, I knew this was in the works, but even even as I was you know tracking it, it was great to see. I, and and again, the Uber thing, uh, you, you know, especially if you're in the container world and you're trying to solve these you know complex distributed system problems, and you know the challenges that you run into uh, without kind of the open source tooling help is, is always is always hard, right? So how do you do some of these things? And again, I don't want to go into all the details, but consistently and make sure that it's done in the right way um, has been is, is is challenging. And so what we what we did was we worked closely with the other two foundation partners and and released this project called uh, Project Istio. Um, what I thought was interesting was when we released it. I, I didn't expect it to get the press it did, not just from like the the, the the big corporation units, right? But also the individual developers that thought, you know, IBM, right? So that was kind of the the, the first thing. The other thing is is uh, I, I forget the event that I was talking at and uh, Kubernetes had just come out and uh, we were talking about it. And one of the guys said that I, I really didn't think you guys ran containers, and we talked about kind of uh, you know the upcoming Docker uh, partnership and all of that. And he goes, "Really, IBM is doing that? I thought IBM was just a mainframe company, right?" <laughs> so that was also cool. And, and then some of these guys, that's kind of what how, what they think about. And and then uh, the, the 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 kind of the third thing that I would mention uh, that was kind of cool was the investment that we made again for the last two plus years. Uh, in the open source world around data, right? Whether it be Spark or SparkML or any one of those things. And that actually resonating well with customers, um, especially developers coming in who did not know IBM was, you know, behind some of these projects and kind of making it easy uh, to kind of jump in into our cloud and try it out uh, was great to hear, right? And again, some, some, sometimes we get we take it for granted uh, because we play with it or it's there or we only see the bad things because we're trying to improve it. And so it was good to see the, the, these kind of feedbacks. Again, these were kind of sparklers. Uh, you know, when you're talking to them, or even when I'm in the airport, but once I was, I, was, I was telling some of the things that we're doing in, the, in kind of this data world, and they thought it was kind of neat, right? They, they didn't realize IBM had gone down, and they just thought IBM was, you know, DB2 and mm-hmm. WebSphere, which is still there, which 
is all our, our, our kind of classic software still there. But but from a cloud standpoint, it was great to see uh, folks start to recognize that. Yeah, we're definitely all over the cloud. I mean, we haven't been a mainframe only company for what thirty years or something That's right. now. Right. That's right. Something like that. So so um, pull out your crystal ball, Raj. Uh, I don't happen to have one here, but. Pull out your crystal ball. You've told us, you know, you see three zone architecture, you see uh, geo expansion, you see a bunch of other stuff uh, taking place. Knowing that that you know this is a, a public call that that we're going to broadcast for the podcast here, um, what do you see coming out in 2018 that someone listening to this cast might be interested in? Yeah, so I think the you know keep your eye on for all the container related changes we're making. Right. And and so when the tide rises, everything rises. Right. So as technologies improve underneath, uh, whether whether it's uh, from the chip or, you know, newer updates or things around security for better controls. Right. So start to look look at that and start to see what we're going to start to do with around containers there. Again, this is uh, leveraging and building on our investment in 2017. And 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 again, Istio was we mentioned it, and and there's going to be a bunch of work around Istio that you'll start to see as well. Um, the second area that I would, you know, I know you already mentioned, Steve, right, is you know more regions uh, with with the zone-based architecture we talked about, um, and then uh, you 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 will start to see that become more visible in the UI. And so maybe when we have a call in say six months or so, uh, we'll be able to report back on exactly kind of you know what we were uh, able to accomplish and and provide screenshots or links to links to things that people can actually go check out the things that we're talking about here that that are visible, right? Um, and then the other thing that I see, which is kind of a macro trend again, and not to get away from um, kind of making uh, things obvious, but uh, the collision between a data scientist and a developer, right? As as they become more and more um, uh, intermixed, if you will, right? Um, we 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 will start to see some key areas of of what I'm going to say dev productivity there, uh, because we will have to, right? Because as as use cases come in, that you're not just building kind of a classic transactional mobile app, but now you need to make sure that as part of your you know e-commerce part of that app. Uh, you need to provide a recommendation engine, right? So before that was kind of a custom thing and it probably, you know, people didn't even have that in their radar, right? Unless you were Amazons of the world or, or, or you know, trying to do, you know, cool shopping carts from, from outside. Um, in, in this case, you will actually start to, you know, it'll, it, it's commoditized enough that you will start to see a lot more there. And so those two areas is is what I'm going to say that you will see updates on. And like I said, I think we'll probably do a revisit of those topics to see what what we've done and then how we're kind of improving the life of the developer as well through those. Yeah, no, totally, Raj. Sounds good. Um, but where can I actually find out some of this information, whether it's about containers or it's about the, the, the data science? So all things go to IBM Cloud, right? So, so we'll put the URL. Uh, of, of IBM Cloud out there, and then most of our updates happen um, on our blogs, so so you'll be able to check them out. Our documentation pages are all getting um, a, a, got out of up last year, and we'll continue to get refreshed, uh, so the information will be easy to find. And most of these announcements happen, uh, you know, in are highlighted, uh, so you'll be able to see them. And then I think we are also starting to do, uh, you know, more around, you know, just public enablement um, as well. So you will start to see YouTube channels uh, come up where pe people will be able, uh, people will be posting 
these these talks as well, uh, especially around uh, complex topics like you know how do you do one of your distributed application systems using say Istio, and or how do you build kind of the next gen microservices based architecture using containers and talking through them and whatnot. So so we'll 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 provide those things. Awesome, sounds good. Raj, you did forget about one place to go and find the latest and greatest information, and that's here at the IBM Cloudcast, guys. Don't forget about uh, that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Raj, it was absolutely great having you on the show, and absolutely we will take you up on that offer and taking a technologist back um, in about six months' time to kind of catch up and find out what we've been doing throughout 2018. But for myself and Steve, guys, um, thanks for joining in, and Raj, it's been great to have you on the show. But from the ne- until the next time, guys, see you next time on the IBM Cloudcast. Thank you, guys.